It's the big show. It's Utah Jazz Insider Report time now. Gordon Monson here. I'm Austin Horton in for Jake. And joining us is uh, we had a request for Best Friends Forever by Zach Attack for Fictional Band Tuesday. And that would describe uh, how Gordon feels about Bowler. Not sure if that would describe how Bowler feels about Gordon. Bowler, are you? would you describe Gordon as your best friend forever? Hmm. Who, who is this again? <laughs> I don't know if best friends forever leave people uh, <laughs> stranded in uh, third world countries. Okay, hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah, First of you all. know, you try to forget, <laughs> forgive and forget. You know, I don't know if they I stand you up out. for lunch either. No, no, no. no, no, no. Only, you know, I went through three glasses of iced tea and two trips to the bathroom before I decided to leave. So. <laughs> First of all, first of all, Bowler was not left stranded. All right. Yeah, it, he it, was, and his wife was uh, seeing the Technicolors, uh, and, and so you were real. like, "Hey, peace, Bowler Jacks." Yeah, see you, man. First class. Bye bye now. No, no, no. I watched no, the that... flight just lift off this. Uh, yeah. Bowler's uh, holding Sharon's hair back, and you're tipping yeah. the champagne on yeah, the way back to Utah. Pack on her neck, and I got an ice pack. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep her from 104. Here I, you know, I consider Bowler a very, very close friend, and here you keep bringing this up over and over and over again. By the time we're done, the man's going to hate my guts, as he probably should. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know what? It's it's really one of the the great moments in time. But uh, we got through it. But am I am I saying that? Did I hear it right today, Gordo? You're back, right? I mean, I back. back. The Casa del Monson has been closed or is is being cleansed right after a year and a month. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a we're doing a, a month long. Gordon's been sitting in that one chair for over a year. It needs oh, cleansing. <laughs> I don't even want to think, man. All the what's in that cans of juice and candy bar wrappers and I mean, it's like the worst dorm you've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> I may occasionally revisit, but uh, I just, it wasn't that bad. You make it sound like a frat house. Well, I could be though. Uh, Lisa, though, I don't know. Uh, she probably didn't walk in there. It's your place, not mine. No, hey, good. It has a though. different smell than the rest of the house. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Bowler, I want to start right here. You're a good sport because uh, that call you had of the Jordan Clarkson poster dunk the other night was incredible. But then they've started this contest where people redo your call and try yeah. to one-up you, and you are a good sport to let people do that and think that yeah, they can nah. be Craig Bowlerjack. Well, hey, you know what? It's fun. It's it's interactive. I like talking to the fans. I want fans to be involved. And, you know, I mean, you know, if someone uh, thinks that uh, they want to take my job, then, you know, okay, we'll go. We'll have to do the one-on-one, you know, the death throw, you know, the death throwdown, I guess, or whatever that is. But, <laughs> no. It's fun. It's fun, uh, you know, listening. I know Tony got on there and did his best hot rod impersonation. You know, the hippity hop left side won't go rebound and the cow high globe at home. Uh, and then KK got on, you know, and, and did one with uh, the, the most famous, one of the most famous sports broadcasts of all time when that poor kid was sweating bullets and finally, boom, goes the dynamite. We've all seen that one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. KK uh, did her best impersonation. But you know what? Hey. Jazz Nation's talented, and you give them a good call, and they just go at it, and it was fun. I think we'll do we'll do it a couple times a month on some monster calls that uh, impact, you know, a, a game, and it was fun to see uh, fans get involved. We had a really good response, which is what it's all about. So, Bowler, I want to ask you about the Jazz's approach uh, over these last uh, couple weeks of the regular season. 
that you want to win every game you can, and I think that adds integrity to the sport uh, for the Jazz to do everything they can to finish first. But it's becoming fairly obvious that priority number one is is making sure this team is healthy. I know you're an old school guy. Where do you uh, where do you find peace in this uh, back and forth? Well, honestly, when you think about health and you look around the league, you kind of sniff out what is and what isn't. And you know, look, LeBron, I think really he's got some issues. And you know, he's not a guy; he's a competitor that's not going to sit out many games. Uh, but I think with the Jazz, they're looking at obviously what we saw happen to Donovan is is the real deal that was a, a severe ankle sprain. And, you know, we know the history of, of Mike Conley and the fear the jazz have that if it goes any further, you know, it could get even worse. And so I think of course they, uh, they, they want to play it safe. They want to be extra careful, especially this time of year. And I get it, but uh, you know, still the fans are, are sad that you, they don't see Donovan or Mike and I get it, but also, their health is the utmost importance at this moment. It's not that they're resting or sitting. This is for the Jazz a legitimate issue that has to be taken care of, Gordo. But I, I, what I'm 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 proud of the fact watching this team throughout the season, just the continued drive and grit they have. I mean, that's you know, it's it's that no quit attitude. It's another situation the Jazz are sharing as a team and looking at each other to say, look, do you want to toss it in or do you want to play? You know what? They want to play. Rudy, I thought, challenged most of his teammates a couple of nights ago. And, it, you know, sometimes those are inspiring words that make you wake up. And it takes a, a guy uh, with the coconuts to go say, look, guys, we can do better than this. And I'm going to challenge you. I'll challenge myself at the same time. You know, sometimes teams want to shy away from that or if there's any issue. No. Anytime you play – 72, 82 games, you're going to have hiccups and you're going to have glares and battles. It's the way it should be, right, with teams that care and are competitive. And I respect that with the Jazz. And it is good for someone to say, hey, we're not, we're not playing up to our level. And I think what we're watching now is a Joe Ingles and a Royce O'Neal and a George Niang and a Bogey trying to work together with Rudy to get this thing done. And, you know, you get – a guy named Trent Forrest out of nowhere, right? Florida State. Is he an X factor? Maybe. Is Matt Thomas? Maybe. Uh, is Ilya Silva going to be uh, more than a nine to twelve minute per night guy? Maybe. But we'll have to wait and see. But uh, as Jerry Sloan always told us, Gordo and Austin, is that you know there's 29 other teams out there. We've heard it a thousand times, but it holds true. Go bust your tail because you're still playing to stay in this league. It's easy to get out of it. It's hard to stay in. And that's what I'm seeing the Jazz do right now is, is try to play their best. And, you know, the Suns game, wow. But I was I was impressed coming back against a pretty doggone good Toronto team without, yes, Kyle Lowry, by the way. But coming back on a disappointment and a back-to-back and a travel back home, uh, I was impressed with the way they uh, they finished out that game. They still had enough left in the tank to take care of, of Toronto. Only a couple of years uh, minus uh, Kawhi Leonard being an NBA champion. So, hey, there's seven games to play. I can't look into a crystal ball and tell you what's going to happen, but I think the Jazz will play hard. The schedule kind of is in their favor, right, Gordon? Uh, the yeah. Denver game's intriguing. 
uh, coming up on Friday. You got another back-to-back this weekend with uh, the Nuggets and the Rockets. And then before you know it, this season is over with a couple of road games in OKC and Sacramento. So um, the, the the one seat is far from over. And I think that's very important for Jazz fans. And I think it's kind of a, a call of honor just in the sense of holding that. I'm not sure if the one seat is the best position, but we'll see. Uh, it's still home court. Home court, and you know, if you're a two seed, depends on where the Lakers and Clippers fall. Heck, man, they could play four or five, and that would be really intriguing to see how that opens up the door for uh, the West and especially the Utah Jazz on their run to a, to a Western Conference final. Fuller, I tell Gordon all the time, and, and he fights me on it, but I tell him all the time radio is not linear. And so uh, I'm going to I'm going to run a, an idea by you that we've been running by a bunch of people. It's you can cloak it in a way of that's positive or the question I think I'm really asking when I say this is the one thing that stands between the Jazz and winning it all. I think the real question in there is what is the Jazz biggest weakness that uh, will keep them from reaching their goals this season? Well, I'd say uh, I've been asked that on national radio a couple of times over the last week, and I'll say it, I'll say it again. I think it's still transition defense. I think it's when you miss threes and you have an off night, you've got to bust tail to get back and defend. And there are teams that the Jazz obviously have trouble with. One is being Phoenix. One is being Minnesota. I think also the speed of uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. It's the downhill and the Westbrooks, by the way, and Beals, of the NBA because they don't waste time when the ball jumps off the rim. Uh, and again, you can't complain about a no call. Uh, I don't care if it's Rudy all the way down to Ilya Sova. I mean, you still have got to turn and get back on D because this team, this league is fast. This league has a lot of athletes that will just run it right down your throat. And, you know, in Memphis is Ja Morant, you know, and I'm looking at DeJounte Murray last night. The guy's loaded with speed and for the San Antonio Spurs, and, and we struggle with transition. We tr- struggle with speed, and also the Jazz can do better also taking care of the basketball. It's the passing lane. It's when you pass. It's the crisp pass, and you've got to get it there. It can't hang in the air, and I think that's where the Jazz get into trouble. The extra pass can be a beautiful thing for an open shot, but also if you allow the defense to set and anticipate that pass, they step right into the passing lane. And the Jazz on multiple nights have to work their way back from 17 to 20 turnovers. And I tell you, a turnover is a turnover, but when you get points off turnovers, that's where the big issue happens. And that's where I think the Jazz still can improve as we head down the final two weeks of uh, the year. So, Bowler, I get the trying to get healthy thing. you, you got to be healthy heading into the Absolutely. playoffs. Absolutely. I get that. Is there a team – what I don't get, and, what, and by, I mean, I understand it, but I don't really buy into it too much, is positioning for favorable matchups. Now, I know that matchups do exist that are favorable and, and unfavorable. I do understand it. But when you have a season like what the Jazz have had thus far this year, playing those kinds of games at this point, you're going to have to beat everybody anyway, right? You and will. so yes. what's the big yeah. deal with that? Do you agree with me? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, again, there's something about the one seed that you hold high and say, yes, dominant team, number one team not only in the West but in the NBA record-wise, okay? I see it two ways. Uh, if the Jazz, by chance, would drop it 
and Phoenix takes it because they do have the tiebreaker. Uh, they are one team that did beat the Jazz three times, as I mentioned. Uh, then, of course, the Jazz are still fighting through, you know, the the respect of, of the season, and I get it. Uh, but, look, the best way to, to quiet all naysayers is just to go out and win. And to your point, it doesn't matter. Sooner or later, you, you're going to have to see the Lakers or the Clippers. I, I think last year still uh, is a tough moment in Jazz history where you're up 3-1 on a very talented Denver team and you let it slip away in the bubble. And, of course, I hear the words echo still in my mind, in my head, where Donovan says this won't happen again. And so there is that next step you must take to back that statement up after, which, by the way, I thought they played very well in those first four games, but yet they fell in the final three. So there's pressure there. I mean, don't kid yourself. There's pressure for every team to excel and get to that next level. And with this this jazz club, uh, you know, there's also that, local and national feel about Utah being a special team. We don't say team often, right? And so I think there's a lot of eyes on this franchise of looking at the Joes and the Donovans and the Rudys and the Clarksons and how they all work together. And the goal simply is an NBA championship. And it started, I thought, you know, last year in Oklahoma City. We were there, right? I mean, a COVID night. NBA League shuts down. The conversation about Rudy and Donovan. They go to the bubble. They get knocked down by Denver. They hit, get hurt, hit by birds over the Great Salt Lake on the way to Memphis and an emergency landing. You got late-season injuries to Conley and Donovan, but here they are. Here they are. They fought through a lot of issues. Uh, they, and, I, and I respect them for it, by the way. Um, you know, I've been along the ride for most of it. I haven't been up close and personal because – we're really, I haven't, I saw George Niang today getting a COVID test. Wow. First time <laughs> in a year. And it's just great to see, see players that you know, and to have just a normal conversation. Um, and, and I think that's the special part about this team is that they've proven that they can get through difficult times. And believe me, they've had a lot. And now they have to find a way to fight through these final couple of, of weeks without Donovan and hopefully Mike gets back but the to get back to your original point Gordon it, it is about getting healthy and it, and it is for the fans and for for just the franchises look you want to go be above and beyond round one right you want to get into a Western Conference final with a true chance of, of playing for an, a, an NBA championship and if you're healthy which the Jazz have been most of the year uh, until this moment that's why they are the one or sharing the one seat or could be a half a game back tonight with a Phoenix win. That's why they have played so well because they've been a rare breed like Phoenix that haven't had to go through a lot of injuries. And that's where you see why the Lakers have fallen and LeBron pulled himself out again last night. They're just not healthy. And will they be healthy in postseason or does it, or does it flare back up? Hopefully that's not going to happen for the Jazz. Donovan comes back strong. But I've got to ask this question last night. How long does it take to reintroduce Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley to the starting lineup in, yeah. in the postseason? So that's a whole nother discussion, but to be in, but to have that issue may be a good thing for for Quinn Snyder. Look, he wants two All Stars back, and he'll figure it out, right? But he's also found out how how deep this team is, and how many players can actually help him win a ball game. Last inquiry for me uh, today, Bowler Bogdanovich has 
been playing really well since Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley have been out of the lineup. What's been the key there for him? Well, he's the centerpiece, right? I think the ball in his hands a lot more, but I think Bogey, Austin, honestly, man, has just decided, look, the three ball was struggling. You lost some faith in it, uh, which happens. You know, I remember talking to Hornacek and Korver through their careers that if you're a three-point shooter, you know, you've got to have a short memory. But, man, it can jump into your into your head. I think, and we saw George Niang battle with this, right, earlier in the season. He was down below 20% from three. And Niang is just, I tell you, he's resurrected his game to a high level. He's taken advantage of starting minutes. He's shooting 41% now from three. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great turnaround by, by the minivan. Uh, you know, I love the guy because he has a positive attitude. Saw him this morning, man. He was all about positive, all about moving ahead, all about winning, all about the team. And you just sit back and go, wow, man, it's real. You know, it's not this facade. This team is close. It's real. And so, you know, Austin, the bottom line is, is that Bogey, I think, finally understood his role. I think the wrist is now mostly out of his head. Because injury, if anyone's been injured, you know it can play head games with you. That's his right hand. That's his shooting hand. And he looks at it a lot and still flexes it. But what I love is that he's decided to take his game inside and use his brute strength that I didn't know he had that much of when he played for the Pacers. But, man, the guy can roll to the rim, and he can finish, and he's been getting to the free throw line. So I tell you, they didn't have him in the bubble. Uh, playing in the postseason, but this is a good thing, by the way, for Bo- for Bogey to hit his stride and to really be peaking at the right time because they need him, and he's been a big factor uh, the last uh, five to seven games. So, Bowler, to wrap it up, you're as bullish on this team now, given good health, as you had been at any other time during the year, or do you have lingering concerns? Well, I think it's always you, you kind of have lingering thoughts about how will they handle the next level? Because one thing Stock and Malone always spoke of, and look, I know it's tough to go back in time, but you learn a lot from the greats, is this is a whole new season. I know that's another cliche, but it's true. Uh, The light switch goes on and it gets brighter, man. And, you know, from my experience covering this team from the mid-'80s, you know, before I became, you know, a play-by-play announcer for the Jazz, you know, you watched how each team would respond. Some crumble under pressure, others thrive. So here's another another thing to watch. The Jazz, and my going back to my original point about what they've been through, last year's disappointment, COVID, the talk of Rudy and Donovan's relationship that was going to be, remember, it, it was unsalvageable, Right. And then they had to live through a, a horrifying moment in time in, in a plane when hit by birds and an engine catches fire. Late injuries. So my point is, I, I think they're, they're geared to saying, let's go and let's go prove what we've been talking about and working towards. Um, I don't, I'd be shocked if, they're, if they are, Gordo, I guess, and, and Austin, the word is, I, I'd be shocked if they're, fearful of who they play because they've been through it all. Do they want to see Phoenix in the finals? Ah, you know, you're going to have to, if that's the case, so be it. You got to forget about the three games, but there's a lot of hoop to play between now and then. My point is, I just think they're prepared for the challenge because they've been through a lot of challenges before this, 
and just playing basketball seems a little simpler than maybe what they thought it was a year ago after all the things they've 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 had they've encountered so yeah i'm still bullish i think this team is solid i'm i, I see more uh depth growing with Ilya sova i don't know what trent force's rotation if any will be once the jazz get healthy but the bottom line is if quinn needs a player he knows now he can trust them more and the team knows that too and you don't miss a beat you don't hiccup as much when you look over your shoulder and say who's this trent force kid you know he's played 12 minutes no no what he's done now is prove he belongs and he can play and perform and so sometimes injuries allow other players to step up and it only shows you how deep they are He's Craig Buller, Jack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. You'll hear him on the call tomorrow night on AT&T Sportsnet. Jazz Spurs is 6 o'clock pregame here on the zone, 6.30 pregame on AT&T Sportsnet, and 7 o'clock tip-off. Thanks, Buller. We'll do it again soon. Hey, real quick, Austin, is Gordon coming back tomorrow? Gordon, you're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, Are you day to day? I'm going to see how it goes. But one thing I, I promise you, I won't just forget about you. All right, look, here's the deal. I want you to put an IV in when you get home. I want you to put your feet up, and I want a lot of ice, Austin. A lot of ice, and he should be good to go. Yeah, Uh, gargle some honey water. That's uh, honey lemon, yeah. But it's all about being healthy for the playoffs, guys. That's right. That's right, right, Gordo. You're right Thanks, Craig. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you guys.